It must be Friday. Yay! <laughs> ah, we were just saying that the number one song out there that Vince Verderame made was the one you just played. Yeah, it's a hit. Because Elvis heard it. It's on his iPod. It's, <laughs> he, he listens to it and he works out. It's like, come on. I shower to it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, this went real interesting real fast. We have the Elvis leaderer, letterer in America. Here for us on the show tonight. How seats right. present? Welcome, Hi. welcome, welcome. Ooh, I just got like stereo in my ears just now. Did you? Oh man. No. I don't know. Maybe it's my earphones. And we have a mic'd audience out there. We just discovered <laughs> scary shit out there, the four of them. <laughs> Everybody's got a mic on? It's the beer leaders. Everyone has oh, a mic. Yeah. Oh, I the see beer what you're leaders. Beer leaders. Post. Oh, post. Ah. 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 Cheers. I think it is. Yeah. Elvis. Mm-hmm. I think it already is. It's yeah. ironic, actually. It starts the last two weeks of September. I'm yep. from Munich. That's where it comes from. And Munich. it's celebrating going into October. So it's not actually in October. Yeah. Oh. They had they had some things here locally at the Hofbrau House and things, I thought, in the last couple yeah. of weeks. Oh. Been, It'll be still ongoing, I assume, yeah. Yeah. Have you been before in Germany to October? Oh, yes. And it was actually so bad because I live close to it and I got so sick of it because all the drunk people vomiting into my hall like a you know entryway so uh, i was really kind of like uh, against it but the last few years i came back it's a really nice festival where yeah. people sit on long benches and are um you know strangers become best friends with a couple of beers very fast yeah and you traded that for vegas where they do the same thing here so it's <laughs> not like you know you're you've gone too far from that but it's more whiskey and tequila yeah, than that's beer tr- this that's is true, true. this is true Oh shit, we're gonna have a lot of fun. I know, out there. I'm like, I'm wait, like, what? You all better keep it down or be very clear on your responses. The only thing that I knew about Oktoberfest growing up was uh, European vacation. Oh, yeah. Where, oh, where they were yeah. over there and he goes in, uh, uh, Rusty goes into the little booth with the girl and she pulls out her boobs. And I was like, uh-huh. boobs. <laughs> that's. That's what I knew about Oktoberfest. Boobs. Boobs. Well, we were Boobs. just in Europe, you know, and my daughter growing up here, who's seven, and, you know, people walk uh, on the beaches completely naked, and her eyeballs fell out. I was like, yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. how it is, you know. It's mm-hmm. a whole different concept there, I guess. <laughs> we have a lot of boobs, boobs that come out of this show, too, just FYI. So if your boobs happen to pop out, we won't judge. <laughs> we do like our shirtless men in the show. It's fun. <laughs> it's not a requirement, but if you feel the need after all that whiskey, I'm oh, down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who... Uh, Chris Chikino, uh-huh. and his shirt was built uh-huh. like down uh-huh. here. Of course, that's classic Chikino. You know Chris? Of course, of I course do. Of course, you do. Did he oh, reveal his know. gold chain? No, I don't. <laughs> I think he stuck me with it under the table, yeah. which is my yeah, pattern. he did. Um, so at the top of the show, we always kind of talk about what we did in the prior yeah. week, things that happened as we roll along, and we took a little outing. So last week we had Brandon Allen McClanahan. Mm-hmm. On the show. I said it right. Rue like, McClanahan's yep. cousin. We saw him. He is Mordred in uh, Tur- Tournament of Kings. He looks evil. Uh, yeah. Like, to- yeah. Well, th- this okay, this is my husband. He was taking pictures of the whole show where they say don't take photos in the show. So he's like getting all these great shots of the fire and all this other stuff. And I get one shot in the whole entire show. That's my shot. Because Brandon was right over there. I'm like, Brandon! And I snapped it. And then, you know, he was trying to get in. The Merlin's trying to get in the shot, you know. <laughs> these are all, of course, Jay's shots because he did, you know, more artistic shots because he was up there with his camera up high. He's artsy-like. Yeah, he is. And, of course, is there a photo of the dinner that hasn't changed in, in 20 plus years? Yeah. The Cornish game hen. Would you call it the Cornish game hen? And the biscuit and the large vegetables. There's a hole there. That's it. There's a hole for the Cornish gay men to use. Um, it's gross. Uh, and the dragon's blood soup, which if you go, little note, 
ask them to keep the soup there because it's a good dipping sauce for the for very the dry Cornish cake. <laughs> oh no, is it was it was it not? It was good, but it needed a little sauce. The boobs were dry. The boobs were dry. The boobs were dry. His his, his the thighs were good, but that's what every kid. Ow. You need some duck Are you butter. okay? I'm not okay today. It's been a rough morning. Um, that's why we have a margarita. There you um, go. But obviously, and is there a shot of fire? Is there a video of fire going on? Because honestly, have you seen the show in a long time? My wife was in there for over 10 years, and we recently saw it, and we have good friends that are in there, yes. So Eiler at House Seats, he was also in it. He played the King Arthur, too. Oh, you know oh, you know Travis and Diane. Yeah. See? Small world. But the sh- Small world. I was in it, too, yeah. for a couple of years. I you played were? the horse. You played the horse. Yeah, you did, for all those nights to ride on. Yeah, you did. Um, that was me. Um, the one thing that scares the shit out of you is how much firepower is in the show. Like, every two seconds, was it, it like it throws you off because all of a sudden fireworks go off or some crazy you know, sound boom. Like, all of us were freaking out the whole time. Like, gunshot. It's Didn't, like a Hollywood action movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't I mean, they just revamp it? They, I, I've seen it. I saw it on Valentine's Day a couple years ago, and it seemed very much That's similar. A good but Valentine's Day. It was yeah, a very yeah. nice Valentine's present. It's a romantic date. Yeah, I know. We were, <laughs> listen, we had some lesbian girls with us. We're happy about it. So, um, I, don't know, I don't know. And we sat in the Russian section this time, didn't we? Yeah, go Russia. Fuck. Um, Facebook is reviewing all their ads for the politics. No. Yes. Uh, but th- he was the most active of the knights that came around, wasn't he? Like, all the other knights didn't seem to really go by their section. Ours was always in our area. And then was taking pictures afterwards and whatnot. Yeah. They, none of them are wigs. They all have long hair. Where do they find these guys? Like, I'm, I'm part of the same, but I just cut I know, you cut your hair off. Yeah, he cut it. Yeah, yeah he this did. This is short. This is a short, Elvis. Yeah. He's yeah. got a bob. <laughs> well, you know, there's a, there's a website, guys with long hair. Just that's where you, well, I, dot com. I should. I'm Can you imagine that if that's how they cast it? <laughs> they just go to guyswithlonghair.com. How do you cast T O K? I'm gonna get all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, TikTok. Or maybe they just when they get hired, they give them mane and tail, and they're just like, just wash your hair a lot. Let Something it grow. like that. Something like that. But I, I'm very mm-hmm. amazed. First of all, because they have all of them that are shirtless have six packs and look amazing. I love you, honey. And you know everybody that's uh, they're hot. It's a hot show. They don't care. With all the fireworks, you mean? Yeah. Yes, there you he go. Cares. Thank you. You care. Do you care? Of course you care. Okay. But you can't forget the hot chicks as well. Oh, no. The, the wenches come out with the, the, you know, I think a lot of them had. The one. The one. Yeah, the one. And he said the one oh, with there the was, big boobs. Oh, there was definitely oh, there a was one. Definitely. And their costumes are on point. Like, on we had, so when we had him on the, when we had Brandon on the show last week, he was talking about, you know, uh, the upcoming uh, Renaissance Fair. Oh, yeah. Out at Sunset Park, and you're thinking, these costumes, you've been to the Renaissance Festival. We talked about this last week. That looks like a lot of fun, to be able to go and stay in costume and carry your chalice around and get whatever they're filling it with. Yeah, the chalice thing is kind of cool. And, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and they role play all day long. Like, yeah. When I walk in with my daughter, they'll be like, hi, my lady. Yeah, yeah. I, well, they do that at the Pirate Fest. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Like, anytime you go to these events, they definitely feel like there's debauchery going on. He did say that there's, they camp like, out. the camp out at night is really fun. They stay there. It's kind of they the hippies st- of the medieval era. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You want to create like an epic rock thing to put in their music stage for 2019? Put an epic rock thing in the Sunset Park for the Renaissance Fest? Yeah, because they hire bands to perform. Oh, yeah. But you have to do like gothic Celtic rock that's epic. And I feel we could do that. I'm going to pull out my jester costume from High School Madrigals and go and do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. 
I was a pr- big I'm going to pr- find that photo too. I'm going to find it. Can you please invite me to that? Of course. <laughs> but everyone has oh to dress up for this occasion. So this happens in October. We'll, we'll digress. Uh, did you have anything to share from your week this week, Mr. Hazav, except for the prices right this morning? The prices right this that morning. People won lots of money on record you guys, money. What you guys, we're not fuck? nerds. We're just nerds. We're not nerds. I, I thought it was called The Price is Right. There you go. Oh, oh, it is. Oh, it is. Don't give away oh, the secrets. Oh, Elvis. I did want Drew Carey's job. That was a, that was a known fact. When Bob Barker was retiring, I did want his job. I think you'd be great. At I would it. have a great time on that show. Although they have a lot of new games I've never played before, and I have to gear up because I'm going to for my birthday, Pink for my fortieth birthday. We're going. My mom's six seventieth birthday, and my fortieth. We're going to Price is Right October twelfth. Well, I Adam, can't wait. So the Bryce is gonna be right. I'm gonna write that on my fucking shirt. That's what I'm gonna say. Adam Sandler is the director. Adam Sandler is the director uh-huh. of The Price and is Right. And that's why all the games are changing because he's Shut like, Shut yep. up. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Oh. Little fun, fun fact for you there. That's the fun fact, nerd fact over there. Yeah. Um, Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, know, I, I know I'm like going to go right into this. I have known Elvis for almost 20 years. I know. Yeah. You were a spring chicken. But you are, yeah, I, know, <laughs> I, I was really young. I, I knew not as we were talking top of show, I'm very naive. I'm like, let's go have a party at his house. <laughs> <laughs> and. It was that very European, was what do you expect? Yes. I don't know. Uh, Elvis and I worked together at Blue Man Group at the Luxor then, when in 1999-2000, when it was opening over at the Luxor at the, at the time, and now it's back at, at Luxor. Um, whole different show. But you've been with Blue Man Group the entire time that it's been here. No. 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 Bad oh, Google. No. Yeah, bad, bad, bad researching. Google. Actually, I um, I was also uh, from 2008 till 2016. Uh, uh, yeah, I was this Chris Angel. Oh, that's right. Cirque du Soleil. Don't you remember right. he was over on same the side? same showroom, he had, he had the different fan. show. I yes. know. You know. Is that weird for you? It was a crazy deja vu. I remember going down the stairway to the dressing rooms, and there, at Bloomin there was always a mirror when you open the door. Yep. So I had this yeah. Pavlov kind of thing where. I would expect to see myself, but there was just a yellow wall. Oh. <laughs> they took away the mirror because they didn't I know. know what you look like before you so went out. So sad. He forgot what well, he looked like. Well, I think that probably tried to prevent me from look. oh, time has passed. You look older now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no. So, <laughs> time has so passed. So they did it to help you out. Yes. So they, yes. they, they did this to help you. Uh, in the time that you were with with Blue Man before you left, that was at, when they left, did they go to Venetian at that time? Or was well, that I still was Monte at Carlo? the Venetian. Well, I started Blue Man actually while I was in Boston, like yes. in 96, 97. And I moved to Chicago, New York, and ended up here. And I did the Monte Carlo, and I did the Venetian. Yeah. And then I went, you know, I had my own show at the Studio 54 where I did my own productions uh, called Open Forum. And it went really well, but then the manager changed, and the new manager didn't want to do it. You know how it yep. sometimes is. Yeah. And so then I joined Cirque du Soleil with Chris Angel. And, but I had been on and off doing Bloom in part-time at the Monte Carlo, at the Venetian, and I'm um, also uh, back at the Luxor. The nice thing, I, I want to mention this about Blue Man Group particularly, because it is it, it is an institution of when a musician has this permanent gig, they almost can slip in and out when they're needed. A lot of the Blue Men would do that. Like I remember uh, Jeffrey Brown, um, particularly. Yeah. He'd go and do L.A. gigs, or Scott Kinworthy. They would come. These are Blue Men names. Matthew they would Banks come in. left, and yeah. he goes on tour. Well, I did a three-month leave of absence, you know, which is great. Other shows maybe should take note of that. If you can do... Uh, if you can do other things and uh, you know um let's say for two months you can do something completely different and you come back into a regular show you bring a new energy into it yeah you have something more new to tell and that really rejuvenates the actual show you do on a regular basis so i think it's very important that you have a chance to diversify and 
have yeah. the freedom to. Other shows can be very, no, you only work for us, you know. So I think Blumen is very generous. With well, that. the originators of that, Chris, Matt, yeah. and Phil, yeah. I know we call them by their first name, CMP at the time, Chris yeah, yeah. Wink, Matt. Goldman, Phil, Phil Stanton. Stanton. I'm like, but you know, know what? Then somebody things. thought it was Chris Mettenfield. Yeah. So <laughs> the last name was yeah. Mettenfield. One guy was Chris <laughs> Mettenfield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And I remember those days in the early Luxor days when the show opened. And we were literally like grabbing people from the casino. Come and see this show. And then I, I, I've said this on the show before because when we've had we've had Vince on the show. Um you know, I think Jay and I, my husband and I were on a cruise, a Norwegian cruise line, and Blue Man Group was on the oh, cruise. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was literally sat there because I just was channeling inner Lisa wisely, right? Oh, yeah. Inner Lisa, who, was, who used to be in charge of branding and things for, for Blue Man. And I thought, you know, Blue Man was this at, at the Luxor, and everyone, no one knew who they were. And it's back in the day, right before the Intel commercial that they yeah, did, yeah. which was really big, mm-hmm. um, here they were on a cruise line, and everyone's like, Old people are like, I can't wait to see the Blue Man Group. And I'm like, oh, my God, we couldn't even get you to see the Blue Man Group, you know, 20 years before. And now they're, like, so excited. I was it's so thrilled to phenomenon. see. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's an underground thing uh, off Broadway making it this big. I, re- I was just thinking about about driving here. There's a show, De La Guada, out of uh-huh. Argentina. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was here, but it was the wrong time, the wrong uh-huh. At the Rio. It was yeah, at the Rio, yeah. It was yeah. A, such a great show. I think it was nowadays... At the right casino, it would be such a hit. Yeah. You know, you have to, and Blumen did it on that level really right to have that underground um, flair. And, uh, and, and when they were able to, they were able to, as I've seen the show progress, they were able to keep the show very current. Yeah. I mean, so much of the technology that Blue Man Group uses, and obviously the band, very vital part of the show, it's so immersive and mm-hmm. it's so today, no matter what generation they're speaking to people understand whether it's the iphone whether back then it was i'm trying to remember it's the very show socially the- aware and critical in a humorous way yeah. yeah and it transcends on many different levels it uses really postmodern art from if klein to jackson pollock but in a humorous way so people go like, oh that's really cool but other people that understand a little bit more about art, oh that's a cool reference so mm-hmm. it's really clever how it really has a multi-layer of entertainment yeah, yeah. God, I haven't seen it since it was at Luxor the first time, I believe. You, like, really? When I, when I first like oh moved out here, God. like in 2000. And For the Queen show, right? Did you did you win the Rocky? Before the, yeah. Oh, yeah. You saw it before somewhere you went to the Rocky. Yeah, because yeah. we were Rocky was at 05, right? Yeah, 05 so it had to, to be 05, somewhere yeah. around then. Yeah, and I, I was remember like, Brian May coming to the show, and he's like, yeah. I've met my yeah. idol. Yeah, yes. yeah right. And, yeah. There were so many celebrities that would come to Blue Man Group back in the day, and I remember we had we have a girl there by the name of Tammy Unglesby, yeah, yeah, who is probably like, the queen of Blue Man Group. And the biggest <laughs> fan of, like, a like, starstruck person I know. Yeah. She was the best, because yeah. I was there as this lonely little publicist at the show, and I had to stay at, at night to greet the PR people that would come, and the different, you know, like, entertainment tonight. But she always wanted, I didn't want care for the celebrity component. <laughs> <laughs> she would stay and meet the O Town Boys, the Backstreet Boys, the everyone from Gary Busey, Gary Busey, Steven Soderbergh, and Julia Roberts, and all these people came in from Ocean's Eleven to to watch the show. Like, uh, who's that? Uh, Jeremy, the porn star guy. Uh, oh, uh, I don't uh, watch porn. Ron, Ron Jeremy, <laughs> the uh, porn guy. I don't. But watch now he porn. went to the bathroom yeah. uh, and uh, he oh. throws something on the. Your heads are blue, my balls are blue too, or something. He put yes, and, and I don't know if it's a imprint of his balls, but it looked. Yes. Like blue yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there were ma- there were many things that happened. Wait, he wrote yeah. that on the oh wall. My God, yeah, I forgot it, it, about it was, this. Ron Jeremy. Yes. Did and, they uh, sign it? Ron anything, Jeremy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, they, yeah. Mm. He came to Rock Man. of Ages. He's cool. He's a cool guy. He's a lot of fun. We had clearly we, we, we had, had our share of very interesting <laughs> characters that came in there. Oh my God. Yeah. And we had 
we had the biggest parties of anyone among you know the the blue man group knew how to throw a party for sure i mean we were just talking about it when bloomin recouped they the shut down party. all the shows all, all over the country before. and flew everybody in provided them with hotel rooms uh, house there of was blues. a house of blues and every level of the house of blues, blues we had this party yeah. on i was yeah. telling them about this party it, it turned into like the big club, that top area at House of Blues yeah, that, yeah. that no one uses was the after hours and mm-hmm. debauchery area, and then you know the club itself. And so they flew oh in everybody flew that every worked for Blooming Group worldwide from Blooming. Like Group in the day, just... it was just national, but it still was New York, Chicago, and Boston. Yeah, and oh, Vegas. Wow. So the, the goal, was, yeah. yeah, the goal was when you made your money back, you <laughs> you incur more debt to bring everybody well, in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was, this like, was honestly. And I tease this. I tell this to Lisa Wisely. I tell this to Laura Camion all the time. Blue Man Group was the best job I ever had. Honestly, I got goosebumps. That was uh. the best job I ever had. I was hired in as a pub, as a as a production assistant in the beginning, and 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 I helped out, and then end up doing the PR for the local show. And it was the best job I ever had. That's honestly, awesome. it was so much fun to be on the strip, to be at Luxor. Having, I mean, honestly, and anything you ever had go wrong in your day, you would go up to the show. After your day was over and watch it and you everything you had melted away because yeah. the show was so powerful. It was also so uh, life changing for me. I remember when I was still a student and I got the part time gig in Boston. Yeah. And being part of it and then you know, not to like pay my own show, but then I ended up playing on the records, developing the show here, ended up playing the Grammys. Yes, I created yes, yeah. something for them that was then we played with Moby and Jill Scott and just all these experiences were such a like time a life shaping for me. Yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely, they, you know, when they came out with the album, because they were nominated for Best Instrumental Album, was a new category for the Grammys, yeah. I think. And they, you know, the Grammys always does mashups. And it was Moby, Jill Scott, and Blue Man Group. And everyone was, I think that was the first standing ovation in that Grammys that year yes. was for that you, performance. I mean, there was one crazy thing. Because I had to start out the piece with something I created called the Pressophonic. Yeah. So you have a click, but you have a delay, and I have to hit it right on the first uh, tempo thing. And if you hit it wrong, you're off. But then the stage manager during rehearsal said, I give you three flashlights to start. So the thing moves aside, and I go, where's the flashlight? There's no flashlight. This is uncomfortable silence. If you go on YouTube, you see it. And behind me, every start, he hasn't shown me the flashlight yet, you know? Oh, yeah. And the guy, I see somebody scramming, and then I start, and then all of a sudden it was like, all right, we're good. I felt like it was a dramatic pause to, for people to realize who is performing. It's a matter who? of interpretation, it yes. Was, is that the was. song, I Feel Good? Or I feel love. No, uh, no uh, but they did remake that song. No, yeah, they did that too. Uh, something with blues. It was um, blues. Um, dang it! If you could pull oh, that up anywhere. Lordy, trouble so high. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I know the I feel love song. Yeah. So they remade that on the second album that they did, the and they did album, that yeah. okay. with. Uh, I forgot her name, but yeah, they remade. That was my favorite. Because that actually of my is life. on my iPod. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is. It makes the, me happy. The Blue Man Group. Oh it, it, I mean, everything that they play, especially when it comes to the the part in the show. I don't know what it's called. Where they're the PVCs. Gi- yeah. you know, they're given a chance uh-huh. to play different famous numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. The teases. Uh, are yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, the, the the music does it does work. It just it, so I want to go back to really fast what you're talking about when you did Studio Fifty Four. Oh yeah. Because we used to go there before it was Hakusan, and there were all the aerial acts. There were all the things that went Studio on. Studio Fifty Four was the shit. Yes, the second Studio Fifty Four yeah. in life, the yeah, one that was Vegas. here in Las the Vegas. The one in Vegas. Yeah, not yeah. Elvis wasn't alive during the first one. I don't think any of I us was, were. Actually, you were. Did you go? Well, you were a child. Yeah, I was snuck in exactly oh. <laughs> uh, with um, uh, Drew Barrymore. 
No, no, I'm kidding. Now, remember she went there with when nine years ET, old and became she a was coke an addict or something. Okay. Can you believe that? That's I what mean, they were that's doing crazy. back then. That's oh crazy stuff. I mean, even for back in the day, I, I think this is just she, like nine years now old. Having a, right. Now having a kid thinking about really, nine. are you guys insane? Mm-hmm. Studio guys, 54. I mean, we've done right. insane stuff, but that's uh, unacceptable. Well, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything. What'd you and say it, out there? What'd you say out there, she'd, Superman? She'd be a cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, she, yeah. She'd he be, would. Yeah, she'd, she'd be, be hella cool. At the she'd party. be out there dancing. Are you kidding? Yeah. Of course she would. But Studio Fifty Four was really uh, a cool opportunity. And I remember I met Mike Milner yeah. at the Zumanity opening party, and he's like, "Elvis, I heard about you. I want you to throw uh, an event at Studio Fifty Four. Like, really? And it was actually my band Ubershaw. We've been playing at the Double Down now since yep. seventeen years, and. Crazy. Uh, they, I've seen, I've seen you guys. Yeah. I love it. There was many a time we would leave Blue Man to go see Ubershaw yeah. perform. And Seventeen years you've been doing that. Yeah. Here. And actually, this Sunday we're playing and we're recording video and multitrack at the Double Down Saloon after Midnight. So if anybody wants to come, this Sunday, this Sunday, after Double Down, twenty four, ass juice, everything. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Bacon, yeah. bacon martini. Is 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 Mike Burns still in the band? No, Mike Burns is in Chicago now. Oh, that's right. Oh my well, God. you know the the they progressed. Changed. Yeah. Yeah. Or regress, however okay. you want to call this. No. But no, he did. Yeah. Uh, I, they were just playing with his band. It's not called Nighthawk, but something Hawk. They played at the Double Down. Great band he has. Electric Hawk. Sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, what was great about Überschall and 254, I, coming from Germany, um, techno music took over in 87. My rock band would sell out every club, and I was like, no, we don't have bands anymore. We have DJs. You know? yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? So I back in the day was stiff Atari techno, and um, I go in there, ended up dating a rave girl, you know, everybody on ecstasy and glow sticks. And like, <laughs> Nobody knows anything about that. No, no, I mean not me, everybody no. else, of course. Yeah, and you've uh, heard you've heard it through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's yep. a it's a guitar and Bogner ecstasy. Is everyone laughing? Anyways, my my <laughs> thought was like, oh, how can I uh, use that aesthetic? And um, make it play this sound with live musicians. Yeah. So that's where Überschall came about. And um, so having done this at the Double Down and trying different, we played House of Blues before and other venues. Yeah. And then Mike Miller heard about it. So we mixed up a live band Überschall with the DJ playing live electronica basically. But then I turned it into a multimedia show with dancers, acrobats, senses from Celine Dion. Every time, every monthly theme bit different. You had a chicks and salsa uh-huh. with a Latin yeah. night uh-huh. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. or Africa where we did high life music or for Christmas we did uh, the Nutcracker Space Oddity. We mixed it up with, uh, uh, I made remixes of the Nutcracker with just... David Bowie and had androgynous. Uh, oh, that's fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Really cool, you know. I just see the March of the Toys thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. So he was, before we did House Seats Presents, you were the early guy bringing everyone from the strip to come in together to put and on these yes. things. Look at that. Look yeah. at that. He's and I think pioneer. Pioneer. Uh, yeah. I just, I want to speak, like like when we had <laughs> Kellyanne with the British accent, I just want to speak German. Oh when my I God, we had stuff. someone with a British accent the other day and he, he talked the whole show. He was like, I tried not to, but it was cheerio. It just, oh, I, I never said that yes, to her. Yes. I just, whatever. You saw something British. Whatever. Uh, Elvis was all, shape, I, and there's your balls. Look at See, that. See, look there's at that. Balls. <laughs> That's nice. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Elvis did play in our set list twice. He played Queen Show at the House of Blues, and you played uh, Rolling Stones. But no, I didn't play. Rolling you didn't play Rolling Stones. No, no. no. <laughs> I was out of town actually. <laughs> uh, 
First of all, he is a god. See, he did get a haircut. See, told you. I know, no, I know. He's an extensions guy. This was was him trying out for Tournament of Kings, and it didn't get, it didn't take. There's a website, manwithhalflonghair.com. Half half long hair. Uh, uh, I can't even regain. Um, In this particular show, how, so you've had a chance to perform this music before. No, no, this is your first time. That's the thing, I was such a queen fan. I'm getting all my points wrong today. Oh, sorry, disagreeing with you. No, you can disagree with me, it's okay. (laughs) I was such a big queen fan and Brian May fan that I always had too much respect to really attempt to actually play, uh, learn his guitar parts. I mean, I dabbled with it, but I was like, oh my God, this is a whole other universe and then when Vince asked me to um, join it I was like "All right, this is the right moment and I totally delved into it and it was such a great experience first of all everybody you killed it including you Eiler that performed it you killed it and it was something where it's like a dream come true all the people that are playing my favorite songs and with such great musicians it was awesome Uh, and again music and this is what I love and I did this with uh, Studio 54 uh, and you guys do this now Bring back the live music and yeah. and, and bring it up to to you know the Zeitgeist we say in German the time yes, spirit of yeah. the times where the young kids and the old kids can come come together and enjoy this again you know and nothing against DJs it's it's cool but something gets lost. That's okay. Yes, so is our next week guest. I'm really yeah, yeah. screw it up next week for him. Yeah. He's Absolutely. not coming. Absolutely, I, I definitely agree with you. And yeah. you know we have to find a way of merging this in a really artistic way yeah. where it has a similar excitement it used to have for live music and what it has for electronica, you know? You know, we did that when we were at Brooklyn Bowl. Um, you know, my I grew up, my uncle worked for Van Halen. He did all of their merchandise no on tour. Yeah, and so he was able to come to the show and the gentleman we had playing guitar on on that like literally... Zuder. Yeah, yeah was we Zuder. literally... I got goosebumps thinking. We literally... My uncle was crying because it felt like it was he was reliving those days all over again. It wasn't a tribute. It was him playing the way he thought he should play. It, it It's insane the way that you guys take what you're doing and honestly, that's what everyone does. If you don't even know all the songs, because a lot of people came to the show like, maybe they didn't know every Van Halen song. Maybe they didn't know every... I mean, most people know every Queen song to yeah. the degree, uh, but... Everyone just literally looks back and like, what the fuck was that? It's a Why similar did I bleep challenge. myself out? What it's the fuck was that? Similar <laughs> challenge, too. Um, a lot of times with Queen and Van Halen, the guitarist is such a part of the sound. Yeah. If you don't do that right, maybe, yeah, that's not mm-hmm. it. So you really got to delve into it and really not only learn the notes, embody it. You know? yeah. It's almost like a, uh, how do you call these actors like Robert De Niro, like a... Method? Like a method actor. Method actor, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. in that sense, yeah. exactly. Well, Which is hard with Freddie Mercury. As a guitarist, it's easier, to, you know, I can tell, and I love that you guys took your own versions of it, yeah. you know. I, I saw Queen, actually, I brought my seven-year-old just, daughter the last time we were oh, here. Ed, yeah, we had, yeah, it was mm-hmm. great. And Adam Lambert, who's yeah. amazing job, but he right away said, hey, I'm not Freddie, I'm going to do it yep. my way, and I hope you guys enjoy Absolutely. the show. Absolutely, he did. Yeah. He that, was like, this is... Yeah. You went to that is, show, too. Yeah, he yeah. was like, this is my interpretation of it. He was like, I will never, ever, uh, ever want to be compared to Freddie or yeah. or try to even take his place because I never will. But he was like, this is what I have to offer. And, did, and, and I hope you I hope you enjoy what I what I bring to the table. And he was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of concerts, and I know you've seen a lot in Vegas, what is one of your favorites that has come through here in the last, because I know you go to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Wow. This is, um, I mean, it's, uh, the favorite is always hard to tell. I'm a big Zappa fan. I saw okay. Zappa plays Zappa. Or actually, it can't be called like this anymore. But um Dweezil Zappa was really challenging, uh, uh, channeling, challenging yeah. himself to channel uh, the music of his dad, and um, it was, uh, f- 
you know, musically so amazing and emotionally also really amazing to see the son of a genius do a homage to his dad. Mm -hmm. That was great. But that's the recent one that really sticks, sticks out. out. Isn't yeah. Sean Coey in that? She is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This was mm -hmm. I'm crazy, right? Yeah. I saw this. And I'm, I'm playing with uh, the girl. But I must Shit. honestly say, one of the biggest honors of my life was Überschall um, got an interview uh, in Oxnard, California for the W Drums. And Terry Bozzi, one of the most amazing drummers, he played with Missing Persons, but he also played with Frank Zappa. Okay. Um, who was the host like you. Anyways, he was... Uh, interviewing us and then he would jam with us Yeah, and he said Elvis put up a show in Vegas I want to play with Ubershall and I put up a show at the Smith Center and my idol as you a kid did. yeah came out and jammed with us you know and it is great were well, you there in the cabaret jazz yeah, spot cabaret, yeah. Yeah, yeah how fantastic yeah. so that's also great about Vegas there's so many talented people here such a great artistic community that you can uh -huh. do things which in New York or Los Angeles well how much does that pay or, you know, here yeah. It's maybe cost of living, and most of us have somehow gigs. You know, we like to play like it was in high school. Yeah. yeah. But on a level that's super professional. So I love that. <laughs> and there's some music to Andy's ears right now, for sure. Because they're going to keep going. Well, you just said exactly what the whole goal has always been is capturing when we loved it instead of when it was a job. Yeah. Remind yourself it. why you do it. That's yeah. what I always say. Yeah. yeah. Capturing the goal. Speaking of that, we have another House Seats Present show coming up on September 30th, and it is the Beatles. Tell us more about that since you're mic'd out there, Andrew. Well, I'm being yelled at because we're over time. But uh, right. it's the Sgt. Pepper album for the 50th anniversary. Yep. Uh, crazy lineup. Um, awesome band. And we just found out Vince is adding a musician that's Celine's old music director. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh. How about that? How about that? Eve? Get your tickets. Yep. There you oh, go. Cool. Vince mm. just pulling it out of his ass. Get your tickets now. You can go to HouseEatsPresents.com. Happy Friday, everybody. We love you, Elvis. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having Mwah. me. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Happy life is beautiful.